Hello once again. This is Dr. Rob, and you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. Breathing is important. You, you have to trust me on that. I'm a doctor. Everyone should practice breathing every day. There are some conditions, however, that make breathing very difficult. And this is serious because without breathing, you'd be, you'd be dead. That's not good. Trust me on that one. I'm a doctor. The next two podcasts will actually cover a common condition that makes breathing difficult in adults and children. It's called asthma. Asthma is a very common condition affecting 7% of Americans and nearly 300 million people worldwide. Even if you don't have asthma, this is an important disease to understand for several reasons. First, it's common enough that you'll frequently encounter people with asthma. Second, the symptoms are subtle, so sometimes the first sign of disease is a major attack. And third, people can die from major attacks. To understand asthma, however, I've got to first explain breathing. Now, that may sound obvious, but breathing is actually more complicated than you think. There are two main parts of breathing, breathing in and breathing out. The purpose of breathing is to suck air into the lungs, whereas breathing out is about pushing air out of the lungs. Again, that sounds obvious, and it is. But what isn't obvious is what happens in the lungs when you do this. The lungs are where the air meets your bloodstream. There are two things that happen when the air meets the blood. The red blood cells suck up oxygen from the air, and the carbon dioxide in the blood moves out into the air in the lung. Both of these are very important. Your cells need oxygen to burn energy and do all the cell things they do, be they muscle cells contracting, nerve cells conducting nerve signals, or spleen cells doing whatever spleen cells do's kind of spleen things. The energy they usually burn is a sugar called glucose. See the diabetes podcast for more information about glucose. Burning something involves combining that thing with oxygen, a process which releases the energy stored in that substance. That's what happens to wood in the fireplace and gas in the car when they burn. In the body, the cells combine oxygen and glucose, releasing energy, water, and carbon dioxide. The water is, well, water. But carbon dioxide is toxic to the cell, and so is carried away by the bloodstream to the lungs, where it leaves the blood and is exhaled. Why am I telling you this? Well, it turns out that both the intake of oxygen and the output of carbon dioxide are really important to your body. Without oxygen, your cells can't burn glucose, and so are without energy. They suffocate. Too much carbon dioxide in your blood will make your blood acidic, and that causes all sorts of problems. The oxygen is like the fuel for your car, which is necessary for it to function, whereas the carbon dioxide is like the toxic gases released when the fuel is burned. If you don't get rid of them, everyone in the car gets sick or dies. In asthma, the tubes that bring oxygen to the lungs, called bronchi, get inflamed in spasm so that they're narrower than they should be. That affects exhaling more than inhaling because you increase the pressure in your chest cavity when you breathe out, and that increased pressure pushes the bronchi closed just a little bit. The result is a prolonged expiration, often with a high-pitched sound called a wheeze. Let me say that again. Wheezing is a high-pitched sound that happens when a person breathes out. That's why asthma is sometimes called an obstructive lung disease. So why do the bronchi get inflamed? Respiratory infections, allergies, cold air, 
air pollution, and smoke are some of the more common causes of inflammation of the airways. A person with asthma has an increased response to these things, causing more inflammation than normal, as well as spasm of the muscles and the bronchi. That means what gives most of us a cough will result in wheezing and an asthmatic a lot of times. Some people with mild asthma have a persistent cough only. That's their only symptom. I've seen people come in a few times each year with a cough and even mild wheezing and end up having mild asthma. Some people with mild asthma have only a persistent cough, and that's their only symptom. I've seen people who come in a few times each year with bronchitis, which is just a cough and maybe even a little bit of mild wheezing, but they end up having asthma. Other people with asthma get short of breath even after a small amount of exercise. They avoid symptoms by simply avoiding exercise. But not all wheezing is caused by asthma. Certain viruses can cause wheezing in a non-asthmatic. The most notorious of these is the respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV, which causes wheezing and shortness of breath and hospitalizes many young children and infants each year. Hospitalization with RSV is associated with a higher future risk of asthma, but it doesn't guarantee it. Exposure to smoke and to caustic chemicals like chlorine can cause the bronchi to spasm, resulting in wheezing. Though this wheeze can be life-threatening, it doesn't represent asthma. Finally, there's a condition known as chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or COPD, which causes significant wheezing and shortness of breath. COPD, which includes the terrible condition called emphysema, is caused by cigarette smoking, which permanently destroys the lung tissue. And I'll cover that in a future podcast. So, how is asthma diagnosed? Well, sometimes it's easy, but other times it's more subtle. People coming into the emergency room with repeated episodes of wheezing and shortness of breath are undoubtedly asthmatic. For others, doing lung function tests is the only way to uncover the problem. In these tests, the person blows hard into a tube that measures the velocity of the air leaving the lungs. People with airway obstruction will take longer to breathe out, which usually means that they have asthma. The diagnosis is more difficult than the person with intermittent symptoms. Now, it's a known fact that setting foot into a doctor's office can make symptoms mysteriously disappear. That's especially true with young children. The symptoms and the obstruction from asthma sometimes only happen outside of the office, especially if the asthma occurs with exercise or in the cold. In that case, I often use a trial of asthma medicine to see if the symptoms get better. I'm going to stop there for now. But here are my quick and dirty tips for this podcast. Tip number one, breathe. I recommend you do it every day. If you don't, it'll ruin your day. Tip number two, know the symptoms of asthma. You may want to visit your doctor and be evaluated for asthma if you have any of the following symptoms. A cough that won't go away. A cough that comes back every year, maybe around allergy season. Trouble catching your breath with exercise and wheezing. And tip number three, Listen to my next podcast if you want to know more about asthma. In my next podcast, I'll discuss how to treat asthma and how to prevent asthma attacks. If you have questions you want answered, send them to housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com or call area code 206-337-5895. You can also find me on Twitter at housecalldoc or on Facebook under housecalldoctor. And feel free to visit my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, at distractible.org. And why not go to MedGadget, where my blog has been nominated for MedBlog of the Year. Vote for me. MedGadget.com And let me remind you that this podcast is for informational purposes only. 
My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor here. She is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Catch you next time. Breathe. Stay healthy.